Hey there, welcome to the Northwest Audio Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm the community pastor here at Northwest, and I'm here with our lead pastor, Luke, and a member of our teaching team, Raven. So welcome, Raven. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah. Today we are going to be expanding on Raven's message from Sunday morning called Sacred Rest. Uh, As always, if you missed her message, uh, you can go back and listen to it on whatever platform you are on. Uh, Just go back an episode and you will find it right there. Uh, I definitely recommend listening to that before continuing on in this podcast, or it may not make that much sense. Um, So yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Raven, thank you for being here and taking time out of your busy day to help former people be on Sunday. Absolutely. Glad to be here. So Raven, before we get into what Nicholas has prepared for us, and for all of you listeners, every week, Nick creates an agenda for the two of us to follow. It's true. And it's somebody really has to, good. Somebody has to keep us on track. It's really good. It's in a some, great map. In some capacity. Yes. And it's a huge deal. And occasionally we'll have another guest on. But Raven, you are filling a role of leadership here at our church that is pretty unique. And I get this question all the time. I don't know if you guys... What? What does Raven do? What does Raven do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that specific question. <laughs> um the question is, is like, how do people end up on the preaching team if they're a volunteer? How do people end up on the board of directors? Raven is fulfilling both of those responsibilities. And the, the answer is quite simple. The answer is um, we're trying to identify people that the Spirit has set apart and called and anointed. And Raven never approached me about <laughs> preaching on the, on the team. Never once. And you also never approached me about serving on the board of directors. You just embodied a leader who has the humility and the wisdom and the obedience before the Lord to fulfill such a responsibility. And so people often ask me, like, well, how, how, did, how did that person end up on that team? And it was just it's based on sheer curiosity. Yeah. There was no agenda. It wasn't loaded. It was like, how do people end up on that team? Well, it's because we're believing that God led them to that team. We're believing that God has uh, led that person to that team, and we're just like fulfilling what God's called us to do. It's a very spiritual thing. It's not just like a shotgun approach where we're just like, well, whoever is interested in serving in all these <laughs> different... No, actually, um, if you serve on the preaching team and you're a volunteer, you serve on the board of directors, you're a volunteer, you are asked to, be, you, you, you are asked to do a lot, and it's usually mental and emotionally burdensome. You know, you sit in these... 90-minute meetings with me once a month. We work out all these things. And so I think it'd be interesting for our listeners to hear the pop question, right? In two sentences. Two sentences. Two (laughs) sentences. What is it like serving on the board of directors? I don't know if I could do that in two (laughs) Choose your words carefully. He's right here Um, next to you. (laughs) No. Luke will tell you in a second that that is one of the most least, in his words, sexy um, positions within um, the church. And like, and I agree, you get to see things that a lot of people don't see. Um, it can definitely be emotionally and mentally taxing to experience some of the decisions that have to be made behind the scenes. And it can be hard at times. There's definitely been times when I left a meeting and felt not necessarily defeated, but a little frustrated. Um, but we always pray through them as a team and, um, we work through them. So I actually really enjoy it. 
That was a great answer. Man, that was so encouraging. <laughs> very succinct. It was very, very well thought out. But you didn't think about it at no, all I because it was completely on the spot. <laughs> that was impressive. Right, man, you're the best. Wow. We I wouldn't have been able to do that. We love serving the Lord with you. If she, if, if I was asked to like explain my role in two sentences and what I do, bro, I probably wouldn't be. I, I probably wouldn't be able to do it. I'd, I'd have ums everywhere. I'd be like uh, trying to remember all the things that I do. I'd be like, I, I don't even know. I just go. I just go here. Yeah, a church. So a church, a healthy church, is a sum of its parts. And I just want to acknowledge the part you play at our church. You play a big part. Play a, you play a multiple part. parts. Every every person fulfills a very important role, Absolutely. and yours is included in that pool of importance. And so I just want to say thank you because I I um, acknowledge the sacrifice that it takes and the time it takes to serve in both of those uh, roles. Okay, so Raven, since you gave your word on Sunday, I have had three different people unsolicited share with me just how much they needed to hear what you had to say. And you said something in the middle of your word something to the effect of God is always putting me through the very message I'm about to share. Mm. It's funny how that happens. Isn't that interesting <laughs> how the Lord works that way? It's the worst. <laughs> so as we get into this, I thought I'd ask you, have you found a new rhythm of rest in your own life mm. or a new rhythm of Sabbath that has served you? Uh, and if you have, can you just like name the one thing that's made all the difference? Um, I would definitely say yes, and I would say part of it was the migraines making me have to find um, a sense of Sabbath, but also just being an intentional, like, I now know, like, when I'm tired, like, and I'm, like, pushing it, I know I'm like, okay, this weekend, I'm going to have to take this off my plate, this week, next weekend, I'm going to, you know, so I would definitely say um, not being afraid of what people think or people you know, being let down because you can't tell them yes or you can't show up the way that you need them to. Um, I absolutely have become okay with no matter what people say, no matter what, what people feel, knowing that I have to do what's best for me because if I am not best for me, I can't show up for you yeah. the best way. So, Well, I think it's hard to find the balance of that, you know, because... We, we try to be, you know, selfless in all of these different areas and say, no, just think others, think others, think others. That's what Jesus would do. Jesus would, you know, would give, to give, 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 give. But then we also have to put that in the the confines of a Sabbath rhythm that was meant for us, like that's that right. we were meant to, you know, to live within. Um, and so yeah, I, think, I think that's hard. I think it's important for people to realize that that's also going to look different in every season. Mm. Um, when you pick up new responsibilities, whether it be, um, getting married, having children, starting a new job, picking up, you know, new whatever volunteer responsibilities. Like you're going to have to readjust what your Sabbath may look like in different seasons of life. Yeah. I once heard someone say that was like, it doesn't have to be any specific day right. every single time, you know, like maybe some seasons, you know, Saturday's no longer a good day for Sabbath. You know what I mean? Or um, for, for people that work in the church, it's like Sunday can't be your Sabbath because you have work to do like right. you have your stuff to do and you know we move that to a different day or um you know a great example is like um let's say my sabbath is saturday and then there's a worship night on a saturday 
It's not like I can just be like, ah, sorry, can't go to that worship night. No, 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 no. I got stuff to do, so I got to move. I'll be there in spirit. Yeah, I'll be there in spirit. Yeah, no, it's it's just a we have to be flexible with that. We have to move that around. And um, I think it was John Mark Comer that said, the second we start stressing about Sabbath and being like, mm-hmm. like, you know, it has to be this way. Or it has to be this way, and I'm getting stressed out. Like you're. You're now missing the point of Sabbath. Sabbath yeah. is now doing the opposite thing to you. It's making you more exhausted, and it was supposed to give you life. And exactly. so it's like Sabbath should be the super easygoing, restful, you know, there's no pressure mm-hmm. on this. You know, and the second we put more pressure on it, the second it, it starts to be a burden rather than, you know, an ease of the burden. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember I recently listened to uh, this truth spoken over my life, and I... I believed it for the first time because I thought I could fight it beforehand. But this person was saying something to the effect of, we've now reached a point in our modern society and in our current generation where the office follows us wherever we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's, this is, this is oh, generally yeah. a new thing because of technology. And the mm-hmm. advent of technology introduced this idea that the office follows you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean for a Christian trying to practice Sabbath. Well, I'll tell you what I tried to do in the past. I tried to like have the willpower to not pull my phone out of my pocket, right? Or to check emails and text messages. And at at some point, like that can maybe help mitigate a little bit, at least from my context. But then I realized I actually wasn't believing that Sabbath was doing something for me, yeah. right? You preached a word that said Sabbath is for you. Mm-hmm. You're not fulfilling any obligation that makes the Sabbath happy. Yeah, The Sabbath is a provision. It's a benefit for you. And I, I don't think anything will change unless we absolutely believe that. Absolutely. If we don't believe that this is somehow... We can't separate that from our emotional and mental health and our physical health. If we believe that we can outwork God, I don't need a day of rest. Come on, what God, did you really need a day of rest? You're God. It's obviously going to work seven days a week. I mean, who do we think we are? My gosh, have we really bitten the bait that hard to think that we can somehow outwork the creator of the universe? Like how silly of a thought that is. And yet we do it all the time. And yeah, maybe there's some tricks of the trade, like putting my phone in the drawer or silencing my phone or just simply turning it off. That's, you know, nothing wrong with that. But until we actually make a belief system change, I believe that Sabbath is something good for me. And if I inhabit the Sabbath, I'm going to benefit from it. Absolutely. Because the office follows me wherever I go. Yeah. I mean, I... I feel like it's even hard because you have like the email app on your phone and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I tried, I tried for a while to, I deleted the app and I was like, I'm not going to check my email, but you want to know what I did? You searched your, with I your went browser. On, I went on my browser. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't keep away. I couldn't keep away. I tried my best, but eventually it snuck back at me. Like it was good for like a, a couple months. I was able to like stay off of it, but then eventually yeah. I was like, yeah. got sucked back into it. So, I don't know. It's just, and honestly, Raven, you kind of like hinted at this earlier, but you, you said, you know, I stopped thinking about what other people like thought. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so to some extent, there's a level of our own self-worth yep. that's attached to what we do. And so it's like Sabbath is literally just like a retraining of ourselves yep. to be like, that's not where your value is. Yep. You know, that's not where the value is at. Um, you know, I think you, you talked about this a little bit. You talked about how Sabbath has a lot to do with identity yeah. and how it has a lot to do with like us reminding ourselves that we're not God, yep. reminding ourselves that we have limits, you know, um, and it's not about what we do, but about who we are and, and whose we are. And, and, you know, there's like a lot deeper meanings to that. And it's not just about, you know, not working. It's about, you know, why am I not working? Yeah. Thinking about the fact that I don't have to work. And I'm still just as loved. And yep. I'm still just as as valuable. Um, I'll say this. You think your value is in your work when your power is in your rest. Raven, you quoted that mm-hmm. on Sunday. And it made me think and realize, that, you know, one of your main points was, you know, we get so much of our value out of what we produce. Mm-hmm. If we followed that logic wholly, we would also be devalued by what we don't produce, yep. right? And how Absolutely. opposite of a system that really is for the Christ follower. Yep. So we're like doomed, right? Because if we don't produce, we're not very valuable. But that is not how value is taught exactly. in Scripture. Exactly. Like we have inherent value. Exactly. God made you, God made me, God made Nick. And that is the value, is yep. that we were thought up, we were made, formed in our mother's wombs, and although I think it's a good thing to produce fruit in life, I think it's a good thing to 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 work. Um, it's just a bad way to measure your value. Measure yep, your value. Perfect yep. way to describe that. Measure your value. Absolutely. And maybe some of our listeners right now need to have a massive paradigm shift in, in value, and understand that your value is not proportional to the amounts to to the amount of good or service you produce or not produce. Absolutely. Like you are not all of a sudden not valuable. Absolutely. Because you didn't produce something. Yep. Yep. And I think we have to remember that we are sons. Like mm. we are like we're children of God. Like yeah. we have to see ourselves the way God sees us. Because if we look at the way the world says, Oh, well you have to do this or, you know, if you have a bunch of money then, you know, you're successful versus what about the people who don't have money does that make them any less right. valuable to God no like we have to remind ourselves that we are sons and that it's literally like I said in the in my message it's in him that we live and move and have our being like everything that we are is determined by him you know so yeah. um, no, that's good I um it's almost we have to change like the language that we use too because we even say you know when we wake up in the morning we say what are we going to do today what am I going to do today? You know, or you know, what am I going to do tomorrow? Like yeah, I'm going to start activity question. Yes, yeah, I'm going to start exactly. my day with this, you know, and I'm just, we're just doers, 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 doers. Um, and so it actually makes me think how like, you know, in Jewish traditions, they actually really got it right. Having their days start with evening. Of you know how like you know in the creation story you see there was evening and then there was morning and, and you know when they would celebrate when they would when they would practice Sabbath it would start on Friday evening mm-hmm. and end Saturday evening and so it's almost like a retraining of the brain of like your day starts with sleep yep your day starts with doing nothing and after you've done nothing and you've remembered who you are you've been content with doing nothing now you can go do things mm-hmm. um, and it's like a it's just a it's just a rewiring 
because our world just does not operate like that at all. It's just so opposite of that. Um, it almost it makes me wonder if there's uh, if it's wise for Christians to swap. What am I going to do today for? How am I going to be today? Am I going to be mm. present? Right mm. with the people in front of me. Am I going to be patient with the people that irritate me? Am I going to be listening to God as He speaks to me? Yeah, it's yeah. A, such a different question that forces different answers. Yeah. Yep. Or if you're doing Sabbath, what am I not going to do today? <laughs> <laughs> Permission to be unproductive. What are the things Absolutely. that I'm not going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about Sabbath, and he was just like, uh, he's like, you know what I hate doing. I hate, he was bald. He's like, I hate shaving my head. And so you know what I do on Sabbath? I don't shave my head. And it remind, and it just makes me feel good. And that's a great thing that I love about that day. And I'm like, good for you, man. <laughs> and, or he, he was like, he was like, uh, I'm OCD. And so one thing on Sabbath that I don't do is I don't make my bed. And I hate it. And I hate it so much. But it reminds me that even with the mess that I am uncomfortable with, God's comfortable Come with that. On. Yep. And it's just like, it's it's finding those little things for each of us individuals of like, what are the things that either bug you and will remind you of your worth or things that will make you really, really happy and that will remind you of your worth. Like like the Sabbath, should, it's not just about not working, but it's about, you know, delighting. It's about being in the presence of God and just enjoying who you are and enjoying who God is and just like letting those things be. Um so here, here's the sixty-four thousand dollar question mm-hmm. that I want to socialize. It's a to very specific number. Sixty-four. It's just a figure of speech. People use it. Okay. I here's, thought it was million dollar question. We can we can go with that. <laughs> here's my million dollar question. <laughs> On a Sabbath day of rest, uh, for 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 our, for full time pastors here at Mercy Road, it's it's Friday and Saturday is our quote unquote weekend. My work week is Sunday through Thursday. It's typically between 45 and 55 hours, depending on the week, depending on the month, blah, 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 okay? And I have meetings in the evenings, and we, we know that. Okay. My day off Friday, my day off Saturday. Is it okay to work outside of my calling or my job? Mm. For example, like I work? love outdoor work. Like I love chopping firewood. I love putting dirt in the garden. I love mowing. I love those kinds of outdoor chores. That's work, but it does produce in me an emotional rest, and it does produce in me a mental um, calm where I'm not forced to think about the life of the church. So my question that I pose to both of you with humble, open hands, please disciple me, friends, is that <laughs> is that work? Is that rest? Is it something in the middle? Am I overthinking it? You can go first. I personally think you're overthinking it. (laughs) 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 Um, I think that's perfectly okay. You know, Um, it's something like you said, like you get fulfillment, like enjoyment from it. Um, So I don't feel like we just, I mean, of course, on my Saturdays, I like to, you know, I'm doing balloon arches and chocolate covered strawberries and you like just things just outside that I'm either making money off of or just doing for people just for fun. It's technically work, but it's, things that I get enjoyment from. So I don't think there's anything wrong with, I, I feel like if we get to that extent, then it reminds me of just the Pharisees. Like, yeah, we start you can't get, do this, you becomes, can't do that. We yeah. start to get too legalistic. It becomes this legalistic, <laughs> yeah. do, don't, do, don't. Yeah. I would also, I'm going to pick your brain a little bit. Pick it. Uh, <laughs> don't pick my nose. I'm going to make you <laughs> overthink this even more. Please do. Why, what is it that you love about mowing your lawn? 
Ah. My answer is a little embarrassing. Oh my gosh. So I'm just going to be He's going to be like, it's satisfying when it, when it cuts the grass. No, I honestly, I love the smell of fresh cut grass. <laughs> That's first. That's I love the, first. the smell if of I, it. If I, didn't, if I didn't feel called, if I, if I didn't receive a calling into full-time ministry and serve the church all of the days of my life, I would have probably ended up a farmer. Like I love tractors. Hmm. I love the woods. I love fields. I love open space. I love the idea of providing people something, and so farmers grow food and, and then give that food or sell that food, right? And so, like, the, there's like, there's like, like, there's some deep questions, or excuse me, answers behind that question, yeah. which is, I love to be outside, yeah. and okay. I love natural spaces. I just love the natural. I just love nature, and so mowing the lawn, putting dirt in the garden for the growing season. We have a dozen chickens, and so like, I love you know, fresh eggs. And there's just something so satisfying about being outside. It produces quite frankly, like it's a mental escape, kind of like what you were saying, like it's an emotional escape. Um, it's a, it's an emotional calm. And for all of our listeners, like believe me when I say whether you volunteer or not, whether you are on staff at a church or not, ministry is very, very emotionally exciting and emotionally burdensome at the very same time. It's extremely rewarding and extremely burdensome. And that's the reality of ministry. And so if there's not healthy coping skills, right? And a healthy coping skill for me, is getting up early, going to the downstairs into my basement gym to work out, it's chopping firewood during the fall, it's mowing, it's collecting leaves, outside work, get some fresh air, kids are playing outside. That To me, that is such a coping skill mm. that creates a... I feel normal mindset yeah. because in ministry, it's so tumultuous. It's so up and down. There's, there's extreme highs and winds and extreme lows and pains in ministry. There's something normal and steady <laughs> about outdoor work. There's no emotional highs or lows of outdoor work. That's why I do it. That's why I love it. The reason I ask that is because I think for all of us, it depends on your motivation. Yeah. Mm. It depends. Do you, an example of that, okay? put it into something in my life. I love learning about God's word and I love preaching God's word, but I would not, I would not say that that is restful. I may find it enjoyable and it might be restful to do that instead of doing homework. You know, I'd rather do this than that. Does that make sense? And so you might view, you know, mowing your lawn as something that's enjoyable and you might enjoy doing that. And that's great. However, deep down you feel a level of like a responsibility and it does feel like a, a piece of, it does feel like work. Does that make sense? Didn't you just buy a house? I did. You're going to have to invest in a mower. Yes, I know. <laughs> and you're going to have to mow that lawn. And if you don't mow that lawn, it's going to grow weeds. Exactly. And so if you're, <laughs> if you're mowing your lawn out of a, like a, I have a responsibility to mow my lawn, then you should not be mowing your lawn on Sabbath if you're trying to keep a Sabbath. Yeah, I see what you're saying, though. If, you're, if your motivation to mow your lawn is because you're like, I just need a mental escape, and there's something that I just love about being present in that moment, smell like I, I, like you, you're thinking through your five senses, and you can, you can see it, you can hear you can hear it, you can smell the, the fresh-cut grass, you know, and like imagining that, if that brings you rest then that's definitely a Sabbath activity. But if it's out of a responsibility to keep your yard clean, then it's, that's no longer a Sabbath activity. Does that make sense? It does. 
And I would even venture to say that like most Sabbath is very is most most Sabbath is not really physically needed. It's more emotionally and mentally needed. Mm. And I would yeah. say like I can replenish with eight hours of sleep. Yeah. I just need I just need unbroken sleep for eight hours and I pop out of bed ready to go. Right. It's what I need Sabbath from is is mental fatigue mm-hmm. and, and, and emotional draining. Yeah. And I think that's pretty true for yeah. most humans. Absolutely. Is that all you need is eight hours of sleep. You'll you'll physically you'll probably be fine. Right? Bar that you just ran a marathon or something. Um so most of the time sleep will do it for you physically. It's how do you replenish, how do you rest? And what do you th- one of the things you said on Sunday, Raven, was like it's also a way to come near to God and be present with Him. It's yeah. a, it's about building and inhabiting this moment with the Lord. And I have found that if if anyone has ever read anything from Brother Lawrence and how he yep. tries to um, acknowledge and ID the presence of the Spirit in the everyday stuff of life, like yeah. washing dishes, he would yeah. talk about like, right. I'm just so grateful I get to wash dishes because I know the Lord's here with me washing yeah. dishes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think that there's like a mindset yeah. that yeah. we have Everything to, is spiritual. Yeah, it, yeah. Yes. Everything is the, is an opportunity to be like, man, God's here with me in this. Yeah. And there is something to that, right? There is something too that the Lord is providing that rest in His presence and there's a mental break and a, an emotional break from just the toil from Sunday to Thursday for my work week. Um, and I just love how you painted that picture, that it's just not just a moment, not just a day of the week to keep sacred, but it's a lifestyle to pursue because yeah. there's nothing like the American lifestyle yeah. to kill and bury Sabbath six feet under. Yeah. And hear me when I say, like, I think that we are in the process of forming a theology of Sabbath. Yeah. I don't think any of us is going to figure this out perfectly i don't even know if that was the goal no No. i mean i don't have it perfect i mean i don't remember the last time that i actually had a sabbath yeah we gotta fix that like i and it's because i well your season of life is crazy right now yeah it's but it's just a lot something always comes up yeah yeah even when you plan we maddie and i had a um we literally got to a point where we we had gotten really good at not planning anything for saturdays and saturday was just a nothing day and we were going to be like We'll do all our groceries. We'll do all of our everything on Friday. So that Saturday, we have no plans. But something always comes up. Every time. Mm. And it's like, it's so inescapable. And part of that, I feel like, is because our world doesn't have a Sabbath. Or it doesn't respect Sabbath. And so it's like, like the world keeps going, and it expects you to go with it. Exactly, yeah. And so you're like, "How how do I not go with it? You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, it's just so, it's so hard. Or like, you know, I think of something, I would just feel weird if someone was like, hey, can you do this for me? It's important. And I, my response is, sorry, I'm Sabbathing today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, sorry, I'm resting. I'm taking a me day. I can't send you this link. That's on my phone on the first page. <laughs> I don't think there's wrong with helping anyone. Like I actually had a situation um, not too long ago where I had planned. I'm like, this is my Sabbath. I'm chilling. I'm relaxing. And then someone last minute was like, hey, I really need your help. And, you know, I, I helped them. But then I had to turn around like the next weekend and be like, okay. I kind of stepped out of my comfort zone, went a little bit beyond my capacity last weekend helping someone else. So now I'm actually going to rewind mm. and like and like and be intentional this weekend since i wasn't able so it's but like see, ben, but then if let's say 
let's carry that story further. If someone asks me now the this weekend, it happens again and it's important. And then repeatedly, you just keep getting taken beyond. And I've been there, and I think again for me, that's where kind of God. Like I feel like my migraines are almost like a thorn in my side. In mm. that. Um, I'm grateful for them because they really do remind me to rest. Like, so I now I'm in a place where I literally will tell people, I wish I could, but I can't. I had someone ask me, hey, like, can you help decorate this event? And I literally had to say no because I'm like, I don't have the capacity for it. Um, not because I didn't have the time. I just knew the work week had worn me down and I was going to end up with a migraine if I didn't take a stop. So I think sometimes you have to, again, like, assess, assess your capacity and after I do this for this person, where am I going to be at? Mm-hmm. So yeah, well, that kind of goes into, uh, you know, a, a way of thinking that that you've taught me is, you know, forgetting the idea of time management mm-hmm. and thinking in the in the way of energy management mm-hmm. yeah. instead. Um, I, I wonder if, like, instead of creating a perfectly tight, watertight boundary system to guard the sabbath we just say god when i have the opportunity to sabbath give me the wisdom to inhabit it that's good right because the reality is is this weekend you got something going on and this weekend i got something going on and the next weekend i don't think i have anything on saturday and if i end up not having anything on saturday may i have the wisdom to inhabit saturday yeah Mm. right and live in the moment being able to like go with the flow i mean we even said at the beginning we yeah. said we said you know, part of Sabbath is not stressing about it. Yeah, yeah. you know, it almost causes me stress thinking about guarding Sabbath. <laughs> yes, it yeah you know it I mean? does. And you, you then if if someone interrupts your Sabbath, you resent them for it. You're like yeah. you interrupted my Sabbath. <laughs> you know you see so you at church on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's just like a, I don't know. You saying that makes me think of um, I don't remember who it was that taught me this. It might have been a teacher in school. Um, but they, they noted the fact that Jesus was always willing to be interrupted. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That Jesus was always on the go. Jesus was always, you know, going somewhere to do something. But if you look through like the gospels, you'll find that Jesus, while Jesus was on his way here, this happened. And so he dealt with that and he was willing to be interrupted and he was, he was happy to be interrupted. Yeah. Um, he Which wasn't, reveals to me how unChristlike I really. I know, right? He, he wasn't. <laughs> I hate being. Interrupted. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't sitting there like, "Well, I got a place to go. Yeah, I've got things yeah. to do. I have to be in Jerusalem by Monday. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I I gotta be in there to get that donkey on Sunday afternoon so that I can go into Jerusalem. I can't. I can't wait. I can't stop for you. And it just makes makes me think of in our Sabbath, are we willing to be interrupted? In our, and also in our work, are we willing to be interrupted? Yeah, you know. It makes me think back to like the if you see like small town movies and stuff, they always show people like, you know, if your car gets stuck in the road and they're like, Hey, you need a hand kind of thing. But like nobody does that anymore because yeah. people are always on the go, they're busy, they've got things to do. It's like, what if we went back to that mindset of like if you see someone in need or you you That's see true. something that would be quite the interruption to your day, but welcoming the interruption. And and sometimes even noticing how sometimes the spirit works best in our interruptions. If Jesus would have said no to the interruptions, how many people would he have not healed? Absolutely. Whoa, that was a strong thought. I never thought about that. If and he if, hadn't even interrupted. Yes, and if and if so, every interruption that we say no to, like 
there, there's a chance that, that the Spirit's working in that interruption, and mm-hmm. we just said no to the Spirit. So I'm, I'm hearing consensus. We may have just figured out Sabbath for all eternity, guys. Unlocked it. <laughs> Unlocked. I'm going to title um, this, this podcast, We Unlocked Sabbath. The secret to Sabbathing. <laughs> I hear us saying something to the effect of, there's literally nothing wrong. Actually, it's quite valuable to plan a Sabbath. Yeah. But it's possible you could be interrupted. Yeah. And if you end up being interrupted, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. But perhaps you need to know yourself well enough that if, uh, if it takes a hundred interruptions to have you go spiraling out of control and you're at 99 interruptions, you should probably say no to the hundredth, right? Mm-hmm. And so like knowing ourselves enough yep. to build boundaries where we can plan for a Sabbath, but if we're in a healthy season, if we get interrupted, it's not the end of the world. And I'll tell you something that I just thought of. Like, I think there is something um, valuable about the day, right? And so, you know, we're not following Jewish heritage all that well anyway as Protestant Christians. So yeah. it's, it's, you know, like the Friday to the Saturday thing for vocational ministry peeps like myself, Friday and Saturdays are my weekend, quote unquote, yeah. and my general Sabbath. But I'll tell you, the most restful moment of my week last week was actually in this room. And we record the, pro- the podcast in the prayer room. And all I needed was 90 minutes of uninterrupted, undistracted time with the Lord rending my heart before him in a vulnerable state of complete and total transparency. And that refueled me and replenished me more than a day of mowing could ever do. Mm. Yeah. That's super powerful. It's almost like Sabbath moments are almost as powerful as Sabbath days. Well, we talk about this, we talk about this in, in huddle, um, in talking about the rest and work rhythms of life. Um, and I guess you're in a huddle right now, so you haven't even heard that yet. Um, we'll get to it. Um, so, <laughs> but like we talk about how there are rhythms of rest within the day, rhythms of rest within the week, mm-hmm. within rhythms of work and rest within the month. You know what I mean? Like, um, I mean, even think of the, think about it on a day level. You know, are we we work when the light is when the sun's up? You know, and the day is light, and then. At night, we rest. You know what I mean? And so it's like, that's a rhythm that we have of work and rest. And then, the, like, during the week, we have the the six days of work and one day of rest. You know what I mean? It, and having those rhythms of rest, not even just in a weekly basis, but even within your hour. You know, there are studies coming out that are even saying, like, if you're not taking, you know, breaks in your work day, you'll actually end up less productive. Wow. Um, that's my yeah, like if you're not taking if you're not taking breaks like mental breaks, then you'll actually you'll experience mental fatigue and you'll get slower and you'll be less productive. There are there are countries in Europe and like that are experimenting with businesses and they're going like, hey, what if, what if we went oh, to yeah. a four day oh, work yeah. week? And some of the businesses are actually seeing more productivity in the four day work week than they did in the five. Yeah. The, the staff's gonna come to me and be like, see, Luke. <laughs> We should have Thursday through Saturday See, off. I've been thinking about that for a long time. Hey, just give us three-day weekend. Yeah. Well, and, and what, the com- what those companies are saying, you know what they're saying? They're saying, like, it's boosting our, our employee morale. Yeah. Because they're all like, oh, my gosh, I get more time off. I get more time with my family. Yeah. And now I'm more motivated to come into work mm-hmm. and get stuff done. And I've had a sufficient amount of rest to make me work. Um, John Mark Comer says this in his book, Garden City, talking about work, rest, um, it's literally the subtitle is the work rest the art of being human. Hmm. Um, loved this book, 
And basically, he he says in one of the chapters, he says, humans are designed to work. We're designed to do things, to fill the earth and subdue it. We're designed to do things. Rest gives us the ability to do the things. And so, um, like I said, with that whole four-day work thing, it's like that amount of time of rest now enables me to be productive. Um, and so that's like, I guess, another thing with Sabbath. And you, you touched on that as the benefit of Sabbath of like, it fills us up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sabbath should be the thing that fills us up to go do the work of ministry. You know, if we want to do ministry well, if we want to, um, you know, be Christ followers well, then we need rest. We need to get filled up by the Spirit so that we can go out, you know? Would you venture to say that it might force some workaholics to cut things, some, some things out of their lives? Yeah, and honestly, I don't even know how to begin to do that. Yeah, I'm going to, like, if, if you are a workaholic and you're like, what should I cut out? Boy, oh boy, <laughs> do I have no answer for you. No, <laughs> and that was me. It's so hard because it's like you've committed yeah. To all of these things. I think humans typically learn things the hard way. Yeah. And I heard your story. You described essentially you learning this the hard way. Yeah. I think every human probably has. You're just vulnerable enough to share your version of that story. Um, but I'm curious because I want our listeners to really walk away with something tangible here. Raven, describe for us not what your realistic weekend um, Sabbath routine is. What is your ideal Sabbath routine. If you could like paint a vision for us and our listeners, this is how Raven would inhabit Sabbath. What would you say? Um, I would start off on a Friday evening by going skating because it's something that, although it's like busy, roller skating, I love. That's like that's my so favorite cool. hobby. Come on, girl. <laughs> you didn't so know cool that? that you do that. <laughs> also, like, the next time Raven preaches, she's gonna have roller skates. <laughs> Actually, rhythm skate. I'm like, I love skating. Come so on. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this person? So like I dance, like dance on skates. Like that's so much fun. <laughs> so much cooler than Nick. It's, <laughs> it's true. I can't skate. <laughs> I love skating. So yeah, I would start off Friday evening skating. Um, even though it's physically taxing, it uh, I just leave just feeling so refreshed. And then I spend majority of my Saturday probably watching movies, just laying on the couch doing nothing. Like that is like literally my favorite thing to do is to watch movies by myself. Permission to be unproductive. <laughs> yes, I, I literally will be like, oh, today I'm not doing anything. It's a me day. I'm going to do nothing but watch movies. <laughs> do you make food that day or is that even too much? Um, It depends on how I feel. Sometimes, a lot of times I'll probably just go pick something up. Yeah. Um, But if I'm in the mood, I'm like, okay, I'll just make something. In the, like, But it can't interrupt my movie, so it has to be done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it has to be done before. Totally. No <laughs> so interruptions that, allowed. <laughs> so that once I get into the movie... I'm not moving. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be sure to text uh, Raven on a Saturday and be like, hey, we need this thing at the church. I, I know you're in the middle of Sandlot right now. <laughs> that's what the, that's a movie I grew up on. That's cool. Okay, so I hear you describe, like you just kind of do whatever you want to do. Yeah. And there's like very little rules. You just want to kick back yeah. and not have to think about anything that you are necessarily responsible for fulfilling. Yeah. And there's something there's something about that that the Lord wants us to delight in. And to think about that that God has given us the permission to like disconnect from responsibilities 
so much so that we can just like, oh, I'm just gonna keep. I was gonna stay in my PJs today. <laughs> I was gonna watch like ten movies. I might get some ramen. I might order a pizza. I'm gonna do whatever I want. <laughs> so and good. somehow the Lord's like, you've enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, you've enjoyed the Sabbath day of rest. Permission to be unproductive. Yeah, I will say, um, one one thing that we have to make sure that we like attach to Sabbath though is not just delight and not just you know rest from work but also um having some component of of worship and intentional yeah. intentional like thinking about god yeah oh they were all christian movies nick <laughs> god's not dead one god's not dead two war room yeah, that's so funny that you say that because this weekend like before i like taught this message i was like i was like i'm going to sit down and i'm going to watch the equalizer and then i was like <laughs> so instead I decided to watch Chosen. I was like, okay. That's Sabbath. A good Christian right now. I can't even like I decided to watch oh, no, Chosen after. It's the Sabbath. I have to watch Chosen today. I'm Listen, not allowed to watch Game When I of go Thrones. home today, I'm absolutely going to watch Equalizer. <laughs> um, but I just felt like it would just be a little bit more um I guess Build me up just a little bit more. Yeah, it mentally like prepares chaos. you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm dying. That's so, <laughs> that's so funny. So you were saying basically is, you know, can how can we incorporate worship mm-hmm. and coming into the presence of the Lord on Sabbath? And um, yeah, no, that, I mean, you have a really good point. Well, because yes, because... It's also not a wasted day, right? Yeah. It's not a day of waste. You're right. Yeah. If you think about rest. it, if your rest, if you're trying to do rest by your own willpower that doesn't have God attached to it at all, you're not going to get the full rest. Right. You know, it's the same way as as anything else. If we try to do our ministry without the help of God and without without having putting God first, then our work won't be effective. Right. Our rest will not be effective if God isn't the one giving us the rest. Absolutely. On a Friday or a Saturday, ideally for me, Raven, it would be an, an iteration of that very same thing. You know, the food deal... Movies deal. Uh, I'm in a different phase of life than you are, right? Yeah. So, I if if I were to do that, which it sounds amazing, um, the chaos that it would ensue because of <laughs> of the ages of my children. He'd go to bed with one less kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, might, I was like, "Where's Maddox? I don't know." So, what I'm the only reason, yeah, I'm trying to juxtapose your ideal weekend with my reality. And one's not good, one's not bad. It's just different yeah. phases of life. Which is, for me, it is an act of worship mm. yeah. to come alongside my spouse yep. and manage that household yep. so that it's a peaceable household, something where my spouse feels like I'm carrying a, a similar burden yeah. that she does. And my children have a, um, a meaningful time with their father. Sometimes my most restful moment on my weekend is sitting on a chair outside watching my children play in the backyard. Yeah. yeah. And that is my moment. That's the moment I got. I got 25 to 45 minutes of uninterrupted, no th- food thrown in my face, nobody pooped on my hands, nobody threw up on my lap. Like I just had a moment where I got yeah. to sit and watch my kids play. And you're talking about, Nick, you were talking about how can we incorporate worship into yeah. Sabbath. And there's nothing quite like doing laundry and dishes on the Sabbath as an act of worship. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And it had nothing to do with my responsibilities in this church. It had nothing to do 
with fulfilling a calling. It had everything to do with being and inhabiting the moment of Sabbath. But that moment of Sabbath demanded me to worship the Lord by doing laundry. That's good. By washing dishes, by changing diapers, and by being screamed at in my face until I played with my kids. (laughs) It's not good. It's not bad. It's just different. And that's my reality. And so for my single dad, my single mom, my parents that are listening to this are like, oh, man, I would love to do it. Look, there will be a day, right? There will be a day um, where you probably can do some of the things you want to do beyond the things, some of the things you need to do. But it is absolutely an act of worship to fulfill basic obligations within the home context. Absolutely. And there's nothing Nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. And I don't feel productive at all. I'm doing laundries or do dishes. I'm just like, these things have to get done. And if they don't get done, this house is going to implode. And when you've got three little ones, you know, running around the house, singing all kinds of tunes that don't make any sense. <laughs> like literally my kids make up words. It's mm-hmm. crazy. They have, own, they have their own dictionary. Oh, and we got three cats. Didn't tell you that, did I? We got three cats because we have a mouse problem in our garage. Yeah. They're very cute. They're very cute. I don't really like cats, but I, I hate mouse. Yeah. I hate mice more than I don't like cats. And so now we've got a mice plan because our previous mice plan wasn't working. So now we've got cats inside the house because they're little. They're just kittens. Yeah. And so the kids are playing with them. And now they're, the kitties are like kicking litter all over the floor. Ugh. It's just a whole thing. <laughs> it's a disaster. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you said that because um, it, it takes me back to just what I said earlier that every season it looks different. Totally different. For yep. me... I can, you know, there's a lot of things I might be able to do because, you know, I'm not married, have no children. And so, and I absolutely agree with you. Like, you know, serving your family is an act of worship to God. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's important to remember every season looks different. Yeah. I, you saying that, um, actually made, it reminded me of the whole interruption thing. Um, and how a valuable piece of Sabbath for you as a parent would be when you're sitting and watching the kids play and being willing to be interrupted when they say, Dad, come play with us. Oh, I love that. I love that. Bro's going to make me cry <laughs> on a podcast. You know I what I mean? And, and, and it's like um, in a podcast, that same podcast I was referring to earlier, he was talking about his own kids. And uh, they're six and seven years old. And he, when he asks them, if you, if you were to ask him, he said, if you ask them what Sabbath is, they'll tell you we rest we play, no work, God loves us. Hmm. And it's just that that simple statement of just, we just rest and we play. And he's like, and on that day, every time, he's like, during the week, they'll, they'll be like, daddy, daddy, play with me, play with me, play with me. And I'm like, no, I got to do this, I got to do that, I can't play with you right now. He's like, on Sabbath day, I do not say no when they say, come play with me. You know why? Because there are no responsibilities on Sabbath. Hmm. There is only resting and playing and delighting in who I am and and inhabiting my day. You know, because if I say no to this because I have to because I have to do laundry, guess what? Laundry just became work and not rest. Hmm. Laundry just became the responsibility that's keeping me from delighting in my moment. And that that moment, you know, I mean, for you as a parent looking looking ahead, when your kids leave the house, you know, wouldn't you want them to have memories of like, man, 
one of the best things of my childhood was the fact that my dad would would play with me every Saturday, and we would just get to spend the day together. And he would he wouldn't he wouldn't say no, I have to do this. He would he would put aside anything if I asked him to on this day. You know what I mean? Like there's just a level of delight and a level of rest that comes with that and that willingness to be interrupted. Um, and I guess it's something for us to think about. If you're not willing to be interrupted, then, you know, are you really resting in that? In a or good bare way? minimum willingness to be interrupted in the midst of, in the midst of Sabbath. Yes. The reality is, is, uh, there's sometimes where I just can't be interrupted. Right. Because my obligation demands that I can't be interrupted. But, there are other times where it makes sense that if I were to be interrupted, it's really not the end of the world. And, you know, we just have to be kind of realistic with that. It's almost like perfect boundaries don't exist, yeah. but boundaries are still valuable, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, I don't know. I just think that if our listeners right now are struggling to find Sabbath, it's likely that you need to take stock of your responsibilities and see what can be cut. And if you're like, Luke, it's bare bones, man. I've cut everything. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, then what luxuries can be cut? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, the reality is, is that we're the ones that have confused necessities and luxuries. Mm-hmm. And so if we can differentiate between luxuries and necessities and say, okay, well, what luxuries can be cut so that you can yeah. Sabbath? Yeah. Maybe that's a good place to start. And, and may, if you are currently Sabbathing and you've got a decent rhythm of Sabbath, inhabiting that Sabbath moment, so it actually leverages what the Lord wanted you to experience in it is a really good thing. Yeah. And so for me, I have to to be away from tech. Like I just I know myself, guys. Like if this is in my pocket or even like in the same room. He's holding up his phone. Yeah, you way. can't see it. <laughs> I was showing Raven and Nick, but I mean the reality is is like the office follows us wherever we go these days. And so if it's not turned off or locked in a drawer somewhere. You know, I, I can't help but be like a magnet to it. You know what yeah. I mean? And so there's some value in creating like a an environment that's manageable. Um, but I still think there needs to be a belief system change. Yeah. Yeah. You know, until we believe that Sabbath is valuable, it will never actually serve us. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think I think we've reached a point where we've said what should be said. Um we'll talk more about Sabbath on this podcast eventually this won't be the last time sabbath comes up so i think this is a good place to end um let's do very very brief final encouragements um from each of us just super super brief uh luke why don't you start us off my summary encouragement is quite simple it is give sabbath a try Hmm. test it out Give it a shot, see if it serves you, and give it an honest shot. Don't just like, you know, give it a shot and have your tech around you all day. Like, no, seriously, give it a chance. Like, separate yourself from your tech. Find a, a, a way that you can inhabit Sabbath where you are truly giving yourself permission to be unproductive in your vocation. And you found a way to mentally and emotionally disconnect and rest and be present with the Lord and invite Him in to the everyday stuff of life, be it laundry, be it dishes, be it yard work, be it movies, be it whatever it is, that he can then and join you that join you therein. So my my really my summary encouragement is to anyone who's currently not Sabbathing, which is give it a shot. That's good. Raven? Um I just reiterate what Luke just said. Um 
with make time for God. Give it a give it a shot, because um, it's for your good. Yeah. My final encouragement would be um, if you are not Sabbathing, or if you are Sabbathing, you know, either one. Um, I don't know. This this thought is just recurring in my head of be willing to be interrupted. Um, be willing to view yourself as more than the responsibilities that you have. Um, don't forget that your identity is not in those things. Your identity is in, you know, is in Christ. Your identity is in the fact that you were just created and that's enough. Um, and I guess a, a last little tidbit of advice um, this is something that's helpful for me. It may not be helpful for you, but um, one of the best Sabbaths that I have w- was this day um, that I didn't, I had my my phone locked away and I didn't have any clocks on. And so I didn't know what time it was all day long. And I was just kind of like going about the day. If I was hungry, I ate. If I was tired, I slept. When I woke up in the morning, I didn't know what time it was, so I wasn't like, ah, it's too early. I'm going to set my alarm. If I was awake, I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm awake. I'm just going to get up, and I'm going to go do my thing. I'm going to just go to do whatever. If he had to go to the bathroom, he held it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just a, you know, if, if that helps to Sabbath, you know, like turn off all sort of essence of time and anything like that and all sorts of communication, just like, just be, follow you know, the motivations of your body of being like, oh, I'm hungry, I will eat. Or, you know, I don't take a nap. I'm going to go outside for a breath of fresh air. You know, those are all things that will kind of bring you back to to who you are and bring you back to this, like, you know, in the moment, present, I'm here, God's here. Like, that's enough. You know, we rest, we play, no work. God loves us. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say. Don't forget, you can submit your own questions about the sermon or other faith-related things on Sunday mornings using the QR code on the back of the chairs, or you can do that on our website at mercyroadnw.com under the media tab. Um, you can find more details and information about our community on that website as well, and you can get a hold of me or Luke there if you go to our staff page. Uh, So thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you again soon.